0: Hey, beautiful mama. So we're gonna chat today about what to do when we're struggling to fit workouts in or find the time and energy to exercise. And this especially is going to be helpful for my fellow military mamas who need to get back to fitness tests, who need to get back to height and weight standards. I know it can be so stressful, you know, and I think no matter where you are in your fitness journey or, you know, if you are in the military or not, I think we all want to move our bodies, right? We want to exercise consistently. We want to eat healthier. We want to probably talk nicer to ourselves, take care of ourselves and figure out how the heck to do that as busy moms who are really just pouring ourselves out for everyone else. So it can be so hard to figure out how can we do this when we're just so overbooked, we're so spread thin, we're pulled in so many directions. You know, maybe our work is already taking so much time away from our kids, we don't want our exercise to do the same. We're not really sure how to logistically make these healthy habits work in our life. And it can also be easy to kind of feel motivated right away but then fall off the train. And as a working mom, as a mom in the military, I've just been in so many seasons where I felt so physically and mentally drained and burnt out. And I've wanted, I've had certain fitness goals or I've been, you know, on a postpartum recovery or, you know, even through through pregnancies as well. I've been in these places where, you know, I really want to push forward towards my goals in fitness, but then I haven't figured out how to find the time to make my health a priority. There's so many things that have pulled me away from that, but in particular feeling like, you know, everyone else and everything else I'm doing is causing me to put my own needs on the back burner and so I know what it feels like to feel like you're kind of failing in your own health and fitness goals feel like you're either always starting or stopping or you're not really having the consistency that you want to with your habits and you know probably it's time to make a change but it feels so hard you're like there are not enough hours in my day Megan you know and you feel guilty in those moments when you do take time for yourself and so I just want to speak into this I want to give you 10 tips a day for really how to make this work no matter what your life looks like so you can figure out how to fit it in to you know whatever season of life you are in no matter how crazy it is and over time I've learned how to do this and to kind of redefine what healthy truly means and to establish consistent healthy habits and to make it easier to do so so it doesn't feel so hard or just like a whole nother thing on your long to-do list that's way too long for you already right and it also doesn't get off, thrown off track when life just gets crazy you know maybe it's pregnancy or postpartum or maybe it's kids getting sick all the time maybe you're in a new job or a season where you're doing a huge military move across the country or even across the world and so if life just keeps getting in the way it can be so hard to figure out how to find time for yourself while also making sure that your family's taken taking care of it like your work is all taken care of But maybe you're like, no, I really wanna get back in shape and to lose my baby weight or I want to get more toned again. I wanna be happier when I look in the mirror. I want to perform better on the fitness test. Maybe you know, okay, this really is important for me to pass my height and weight. It's going to relieve a lot of stress and unknowns if I can um, make sure that I'm moving in that direction. Maybe you're just like, I just need more energy because I feel exhausted throughout my work week. I feel exhausted throughout the day. I'm already so sleep deprived from being up all night with my baby. And you just need your physical energy to fuel everything that you are pouring yourself out for. But you also are like, okay, I have such short time periods here to be able to plan workouts. You want to be the best leader and the best mom that you can be. You don't want one to come at the expense of the other. So this is for you. This is for you, my friend. If you are looking for ways to figure out how to get workouts into your busy work life, into your busy mom life, and to make time for exercise within the juggling act, This is for you. And I know you are going to need to make every single minute count. You're going to need to get more done in less time. So let's reduce the overwhelm and get you unstuck. Let's help you take action towards whatever your goals are and to make those healthy habits stick. So we're going to dive into 10 tips today on how to find time to exercise, how to make your fitness routines fit your lifestyle so you can actually improve your health and fitness, to feel more confident in your body and how it also performs, to get your workouts in consistently without feeling guilty about it or taking away from who you want to be as a mother. And I promise if you persevere, and if you apply these tips today, the benefits will be tenfold. All right, so you ready? Let's do this. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you wanna make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time, your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations of performing your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted, I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for, to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Number one, I want you to get very clear on your priorities and your why. So when I mean priorities, first thing I mean is literally take a step back, zoom out in your life for a minute, and ask yourself, what are my priorities in hierarchy order? Like What is the actual order of my priorities? When I look at where does health and fitness fall into that, That's the hard part is kind of defining, okay, well, health and fitness for me is a way to fuel my contribution. And I think it is for you too. It's more of a means towards the gift of yourself that you're meant to make to the world. It's to help you show up better as the mom that you want to be, as the wife that you want to be in your work. So you can have the energy to do all that God asks you to do. You can be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. And that's what our physical health enables us to do. And same thing with our mental and emotional health. So something that can be really challenging here is to get deep in your why. Why do you want to improve your fitness? Why do you want to exercise? What results are you looking for? What are you hoping to achieve? And I want you to dig deeper here. I want you to take it like th- at least three levels deep because most of us are going to have some kind of a surface level goal. You know, maybe it's like, okay, I want to meet my fitness test standards. I want to get my body back to the body composition standard. I want to perform well on my fitness test. I want to be able to do a pull-up. I want to be able to run two miles without peeing my pants. Whatever those things are for you, what are your goals and what's the why behind it? Maybe for you, you reach so the fitness test standards, but you're like, no, but I want to get stronger. I want to get fitter. Why? Why does that matter to you? What is that going to do? And then another thing is if you're not consistently working out right now. So just depending on where your baseline is. So if you're not working out consistently now, what would consistently exercising do for you? What's the why behind that for you? Who are you doing this for? Take an honest assessment of what the cost is of not making a change. So oftentimes we're falling into the trap of we can't afford to exercise. I can't afford to take the time to do this. I can't afford to take time away from my kids. I can't afford to you know f- sacrifice other things to do this. Oftentimes when we feel like we don't have time for it, it's because we're falling into this trap of thinking we can't afford to. But I want to encourage you to think about this in a different way because you probably can't afford not to you probably haven't actually looked at the cost of not making a change and not prioritizing this fully. Maybe you're feeling the effects of it, but you're not really seeing, again, the integrated impact of it. And so what's the overflow effect of not making a change or of not being where you want to be or moving towards where you want to be in fitness? What is it bleeding over into? Is it bleeding over into your ability to be present with your family, into the amount of patience or joy that you have with your kids, your capacity to pour into them, How is it affecting your marriage, your intimacy, your work performance, your productivity, the energy with which you're living out whatever God has called you to, your confidence, your self-image, your eating habits, your sleep quality, your immune system. And this is going to enable you to really see the full picture. So who is this for? It's probably not just for you. Really, it shouldn't just be for you. Who is going to benefit from this? It's not just you. And so, yes, it's it's going to meet a fundamental need of yours when you exercise consistently because we can't give what we don't have so we can serve and fulfill God's mission for us. This is not to guilt or shame you, to encourage you to beat yourself up in any way. I want you to just approach this from a very compassionate place. I don't want you to feel discouraged, but just get curious about this. Get curious about the impact it's having. We have to embrace honestly where we are in order to actually move forward. We have to have this self-accountability, this responsibility for the choices and the outcomes of those choices, the stewardship of the gifts that God has given us to include our time, how we spend our time, how we take care of our body as a vessel. That's how he wants us to treat it. It's a temple. We can continue to sometimes fall into this excuse, and I'm right here with you. I've done this many, many times. This excuse of, I have to keep putting my kids first, and we blame everyone else for not exercising. But the truth is, we cannot show up for them in the way that we're called to. I know I can't. If I'm not taking care of myself in small ways, at least the basics, I cannot, cannot show up for them as the best version of me. I am like so much shorter fuse. I'm so much more frustrated and easily impatient with them. I just do not have the energy to handle continual meltdowns or continual demands. If my baby nursing on me 24-7, you know, all of those things. I, I don't have the energy if I'm not taking care of myself and filling my cup through exercise. And so take ownership. Don't blame others to include your kids. Yes, they're super demanding. They're the most demanding little bosses, right? <laughs> um, they're such gifts, but they're very demanding. And it's, you know, it's the way God is is refining us through it. But we can pivot our our fitness. We can pivot and make it work for this season. So think about too, the example we're setting for our kids. What example do you want to set for them? How do you want them to see and approach their own fitness and their own bodies, taking care of their bodies and their health when they grow up? I just love reinforcing to my kids, like what strength looks like and how whenever we talk about like going to the gym or exercising, we always talk about how I'm getting strong for them. You know, mommy's got to stay strong so I can keep carrying you and keep lifting you up and I can keep taking care of you and all of these things. Even food, we always talk about, it helps us grow big and strong and yeah, like, what example do you want to set for them? So that could be a big part of your why. Number two, set goals. So what are some of your goals? Get specific here. What would you love to be able to do? What would you love to be capable of? Or maybe it's to be capable of without frustrating symptoms like leaking pee every time you run or jump. How much would you love to be able to lift? To be able to run a mile, 1.5 miles, two miles in a certain pace or time? What numbers would you love to aim for in each of the events on the fitness test? Would you love to be able to confidently get back to a certain, you know, group fitness class at your gym or to be able to go to your unit PT again and to feel, not be anxious every time because you're not sure if you're going to be able to do what everybody else is doing? If you have taken a diagnostic or a record fitness test recently, now that you have that baseline, what would you love to shoot for next? What do you want your goals to be? And if you haven't taken that, what would you love to see as a performance measure on that next PT test? Or how would you even love to feel as you're taking that? So set those tangible goals. We want to get specific with them. We want them to be time bound. So assign kind of numbers to them if you can, or break them down into something you can really measure progress in. All right, number three, set your rhythm. So look at your schedule, do an honest, honest assessment and inventory of how you're actually spending your time. I guarantee you, if you audit your schedule and you look very, very honestly (laughs) at those things that are wasting your time, yes, I am pointing to social media, mindlessly scrolling, binge watching shows on Netflix, online shopping. Like what are those things for you that you go to when you want to numb out? When you are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, you're feeling you just want to Rest and relax and decompress. But what are those things that are not necessarily actually filling your cup or helping you, but they're actually sucking your time and your, even your energy? If you really assess how you actually feel after scrolling Instagram for 45 minutes or an hour before you go to bed, you're probably going to feel more drained emotionally as well as physically. I want to discuss here a way of thinking about time. I want to caution you from thinking about this as, okay, I got to find the time to exercise. And same thing with like any of your priorities. Anything that you want to really make time for, it's more about we're making time. We are carving out time very intentionally. We can and we should be making time for what is most important to us. Because if, if what's happening is we're like, we're allowing our life to be run on survival mode and whatever is default happening and then we're trying to like squeeze in our priorities in like the margins of that, then guess what? We're going to feel misaligned and we're going to bear the cost of that, right? We're not going to be showing up as who we want to be. We're not going to be able to be living out our call fully in these different areas of our life. Certain areas of our life are going to feel super depleted and like they're falling short or like it's always at the expense of the other. We're not going to feel fulfilled in all the areas of our life if we're not actually making time for what is most important to us. You get to do that. Even if the military dictates, you know, 90% of your schedule, you still get to choose how you live out your priorities in the context of that. And that's what I'm so passionate about helping women with. Because we can feel like such a victim to our circumstances, to our schedules, to all these things, but there are ways that we can work within those confines to still make sure that we're not sacrificing our priorities. We're not sacrificing who we want to be. We're not compromising our family. We're not compromising our faith. We're not compromising our health. I just want to encourage you in that. Most of us do have unused chunks of time throughout the day. You know, those, maybe it is those 30 minutes we spend on Facebook or Instagram. What are you doing for lunchtime at work? Could you take maybe 20 minutes to do a run? Or maybe it's during, you know, while you're playing with your kids or playing with your baby on the ground, doing a workout while they're doing tummy time. Maybe it's incorporating your kids into a workout or playing outside with them or being, you know, getting a dance party going on while you're working out, right? So having fun with them together. I encourage you to look at the earlier the better, before the day kind of gets away from you but i know that's not that doesn't necessarily work for everyone so just wherever your time block is going to be for exercising set it aside when we do something consistently we're so much more likely to stick with what we committed to versus just trying to find the time without actually deciding anything without deciding you know there's a time and place for it right everything else is just going to keep taking precedent because that's what we're already used to we're going to keep falling into same habits and thought patterns that are keeping us stuck If you feel like your windows are too narrow to plan for workouts, then I encourage you. How can you break your workouts up into shorter time blocks? Maybe do 10 minutes or even 15 minutes of strength training while the kids are eating. If you have a super busy day, maybe break your work up up throughout the day and do some high-intensity interval training at home in in 10-minute spurts. So you get to decide when you do this, what it looks like. So right now, your big takeaway is decide when you're going to work out. Do a when-then statement or an if and then statement. I encourage you to do a when and then statement and then also an if and then statement. So let me give you an example here. So when my alarm goes off at five, then I am going to do a 20 minute strength workout in my garage. And then you could do an if then statement to keep kind of in your back pocket, which is more of like, if plan A doesn't work, this is my plan B. So we all need a backup plan because, you know, life happens sometimes and we have to plan to fail sometimes and it doesn't have to be a big deal. So if, you know, my kids get sick, then I'm going to adjust by doing a baby holding workout <laughs> instead, you know, because my baby's, I, mean, I know my baby's going to be clingier. Or if I was up all night nursing my baby because they were teething and we just had a super rough night, then I'm going to adjust and do something a little gentler on my body and then pick up my normal routine the next day. Truly having both the decision made on this is what I'm going to do first, the when I do this or when this happens, then I'm going to do this, that's going to allow you to really start ingraining the habit. So we need 21 days to ingrain a habit and then around 90 days for it to feel more like a lifestyle, like it's really part of who we are. We also need to give ourselves grace when it doesn't quite go perfectly, right? Of course. So yeah, we don't have to give up on ourselves. We don't have to have this all or nothing mentality. We can be patience, patient with ourselves and that's what it can help. To review, number three was to set your rhythm, so looking at your schedule, doing the honest assessment and inventory of how you're actually spending your time, looking for the ways that you could integrate it, and when you, I guarantee you, you're going to find time that you didn't even know you had when you're being really honest with yourself and looking and seeing what are those things that I'm wasting time on and I'm wasting energy on that are not actually aligned with any of my priorities. Okay, so number four is have a plan. So not just plan for when you're going to work out, which is what we already just decided, but also what you're going to be doing. So this is going to minimize so much decision fatigue and anxiety about how you're going to best use the time that you do have, which is already going to be limited, right? We've already, we know this, it's already limited, which is part of our problem. But we also want to avoid the time wasters of trying to like sit there and figure out what the heck we're gonna also do. We want to be in and out of that workout. We want to be in and out of the gym. Or we want to be in and out of the workout session, so we can get back to everything else that we need to do in life, right? So without a plan, we are pretty much planning to fail. We're just not setting ourselves up well. And so have a plan for how you can best use that time. If you are postpartum, if you need a postpartum program that's going to meet you where you're at and will be adequately challenging for you no matter where you're at in your recovery process. Then my postpartum program strong and resilient is an awesome option. It gives you step by step exactly what to do. so you don't have to sit there figuring out like getting confused by all the conflicting research out there on you know what exercises are best for postpartum, what exercises are best to heal your core and your pelvic floor and to restore your diastasis, what exercises are best to get back to the PT test. Now this is what my program is going to do for you. so it's a great way to have a plan. but investing in a plan is just super critical. All right, number five, seek out support. So whether this is a friend, a coach, a spouse, have somebody who's going to hold you accountable or ask for help and lean on others. Don't be afraid to do that. There's no shame in that. We all... We'll do a million times better in whatever goals that we are pursuing if we just lean on the people around us who are there to, to run this race with us, to support us in it. We can feel guilty again taking time for ourselves as mothers, but also don't be afraid to ask your spouse for a few minutes so you can go get a run in, a few minutes so you can get a workout in, and then come back to your family. Don't be afraid to use the childcare at a gym. Your kids are going to be, okay, they're going to be doing great and it's okay, you know, and and you'll be able to take a few minutes and come back to them and show up an even better mother because you also get to be refreshed in that way. So you get your cup filled and then you come back and you'll be able to be a million times better for them, right? So don't be afraid to have somebody help hold you accountable. We all get farther when we have somebody doing that for us. I know for me, coaches have just been so pivotal in my life. Learning how to lean on Tim and to just be very upfront about what I need has just been so pivotal in our marriage and to help reduce the invisible load of motherhood that I tend to carry so much on my own and you probably do too. And so that can spur a lot of resentment, right, over time if we're not communicating and we're not just opening up about it and we're not asking for help that we need. Okay. So it doesn't have to all be on you. And that's just a really big thing I want to reinforce to you as when it comes to seeking out support and other people to help you out, other people to hold you accountable. It's the case in exercise, but it's also the case in the rest of our life. All right. Number six, this is a really big one. Stop relying on motivation and energy and feeling like it to work out. tough love here. If we're waiting for motivation, if we're waiting to have the energy to work out, if we're waiting to feel like it, to do a workout, to maybe meal prep or to eat healthy or to journal, to pray, like anything. I mean, we are, we're not going to get very far. Life is full of ups and downs. Our energy, our motivation is going to be full of ups and downs our, any motivation we have is probably short-lived. You know, I guarantee life is going to get in the way. It always does. And so what can we lean on instead when motivation fails? It's gonna be our habits. It's gonna be our discipline. And when we have a strong enough why, we have enough discipline to keep us going. You know, so many people ask me all the time, where do you get your motivation? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay so, so consistent? Okay, I don't. I don't always stay motivated. I really don't. I just have ways to help me <laughs> when I don't feel motivated. I have a lot of strategies, things to rely on that ground me and keep me going, you know. And so motivation is what gets you started, but habits are really what keeps you going. And habits, will add up every single day to help you thrive and to show up as your best. And so the more we take aligned action, the more motivation we're actually going to feel and the easier it will be to sustain because it's not based on the winds of like whether we feel like it or not. Motivation is fickle. It comes and goes. But it's just it's who we are and it's who we've become. I just want to give you an example. It was so funny yesterday. I walk out of the gym and I'm like juggling, you know, my backpack for my workout and my and my two kids. One Matthew is holding on to my hand and I've got William in my arms, three and one year old, and we we look like probably a funny scene walking out of the gym. And this guy that I always see pretty much every day when I go, he's always wearing army clothes. I'm sure he's a veteran. He just turns to me and he was like. I'm like, I'm so impressed and surprised that you're here all the time. Because you know, I can I can imagine those guys take so much of your energy, and it's hard to keep up with them. And I just kind of laughed and was like, yeah, they they definitely do. But it was cool. Like it was like a little encouragement, like, wow, you're doing an awesome job coming. And it is funny because we can make excuses about that all day long or we can be like no like this is my motivation and they're my fuel and yeah I gotta have energy to keep keep up with them I mean they demand a lot from me and so I have to be strong for them I have to have the energy for them and this is what helps me do that it was a cool moment where he was really affirming that but I think it is funny because just give yourself give yourself grace but also give yourself a pat on the back you know when you do show up even when it's hard you know because yeah it's it is hard showing up every day and it's not very convenient I definitely don't feel like it ever single day but I always feel a million times better when I get out of the gym and so you'll feel the same way and you'll be able to then go back and have more grace to pour into your kids and be the mom you want to be too. Number seven is to give yourself permission to do it imperfectly. So Just like we don't want to wait for motivation anymore. Also stop waiting for conditions to be perfect, for the stars to align, for it to be ideal timing, for it to be an ideal environment, no distractions or interruptions. I think there's a healthy level of discipline that I believe that we should have that also prevents us from going into a sort of dangerous place of obsessing over our fitness and of it becoming an idol in our life or of placing so much of our worth and identity in it or in our body itself, or our body's appearance, or our results, or how other people see us. And I say this because I was definitely in that really harmful place for a long time in my early motherhood, and I think the military really reinforces that in us. And, you know, we could talk a lot about body dysmorphia, and just really unhealthy body image, and unhealthy relationships with fitness due to just the, you know, overemphasis is how I I really would like to put it. In our military culture, sometimes we forget that leadership is more than physical fitness. And especially as women, we feel a lot of that pressure to continue to prove ourselves, prove ourselves, and to kind of earn our worth through our, our physical performance, right? And so I completely get it if you're feeling those pressures, especially through motherhood. But I think there is a healthy discipline where we're kind of in that sweet spot of a middle ground of staying flexible in our approach to exercise because the truth is you know what we're gonna have to be flexible we're gonna have to adapt in pregnancy and postpartum and motherhood when life gets in the way and I want fitness to be a sustainable consistent part of your life that's a part of who you are and I want it to also serve you in every season of your life you know and be a beautiful life-giving part but I also want you to be able to still show up to your workouts even when it's hard and so don't have to Make it be perfect all the time. We don't have to make it a big deal when we, you know, maybe have those days where it's just not going to happen or it's just we're falling off the train in air quotes because, you know, our kids are super sick that week or, you know, we're our work schedule looks absolutely crazy or we're out in field training or something. I mean, so many different things, right? It's okay for it to look messy. It's okay for you to be interrupted while you're working out. It's okay to integrate your kids and engage your kids in it. It's okay for you to stop and nurse a million times throughout your workout to give them snacks to do what you need to do. It's okay to go on a run a little bit slower because you have the jogging stroller and you're trying to push your heavy toddler and baby at the same time. It's okay to do a workout at the park, you know, and to use whatever equipment is at your disposal. It's okay to half dance in a dance party with your kids and half workout. It's okay to let your kids copy you and to slow down so you can show them what the movements look like and how they can do them. It's okay to pick them up and hold them because they just really are trying to hang on you the entire time while you're working out. It's okay to pick up that baby carrier and throw your baby in it while you're doing your squats. Just go with the flow. You know, something is better than nothing. And if you show up like that, then you're gonna make, A million times more progress towards whatever your goals are than if you are waiting for all the stars to align and conditions to just be perfect because they are never going to be that's not what motherhood looks like right like motherhood is messy and god wants to meet us right where we're at and still is calling us to do what he's calling us to do even in that it's how he works right and so it's so important so if we have that contingency plan for those days when it's rough if we have those different options, if we have a flexible mindset, if we remember that progress over perfection is what matters, and if we are waiting for it to be perfect, we're never going to do it at all. Then I think we're going to be we're going to be much better off. And the last thing I'll say here is minimize barriers. Do not worry about your outfit. Put cl- or put clothes out the night before. Sleep in them. Put your weights out in your family room so they're right there for you. Don't force yourself to go to the gym if that feels like a lot of steps and roadblocks to overcome. It's like a ton of inertia for you if it's a whole big thing of, like, you got to bring your kids, you got to get someone else to take care of them, etc., right? Like, what are those things that feel like a huge, insurmountable obstacle for you? And how can you just reduce them, minimize those barriers? You know, and it may not, this may not apply to you because of different personalities need different things and want different things when it comes to exercise. But, you know, oftentimes, especially postpartum, like, the easiest thing to do to be consistent is to just work out at home instead of the gym. It eliminates the need to get ready enough to go out in public to look presentable. I mean, when you're barely getting in a shower most times, you know, in postpartum, Or you're like you've always got milk stained clothes or whatever, like you always need to nurse your your baby. It just eliminates all those things. We don't want to have to drive in if there's bad weather or if someone in your house is sick. None of those things have to hold us back if we just minimize the barrier. You know, if we have the options of being able to do workouts at home as well. And it also means we can get it done in a much shorter amount of time because we're eliminating all the, you know, prep ahead of time, the maybe getting your kids loaded up or all your stuff loaded up in the car. You're eliminating the drive time and the get situated time and the finish up time and You know, maybe you're somebody who really thrives going out and getting into the gym, and that's great, and there are seasons of life where, like, I love that, and there are seasons of life when that would not have worked. And so just be honest with yourself and decide, like, what's going to be most feasible to you and then incorporate that into your rhythm, right? Number nine is to start small and start with life-giving movement. So start small with very attainable goals and also the frequency that you want to work out at in amount of time. So if we set like super huge goals, then like we're just setting ourselves up to fail. So just remember that consistency compounds, momentum builds and it gets easier over time. So if you start with, if you're going from like zero, then maybe start with like, I wanna exercise two to three days a week. If you're starting off pretty consistent at maybe like three days a week, that you wanna up the ante, then what are some goals that you can set for like small progress towards either more intensity or more frequency, more intentionality with your workouts, it's going to get easier over time because you're going to start seeing and feeling the results and you're going to want to keep going. It's going to fuel you. You're going to have more energy, more excitement about it. You're going to be able to show up better to your kids, your marriage, your work, all your relationships, right? It's going to become less about something you do and more of who you are. And it will also help you to kind of debunk the lies that you should feel guilty for taking care of yourself or taking time to work out when you start small. So if it feels like you don't want to take every single day, hour or hours away from your kids to work out. Like, Again, yeah, nobody wants to do that. So what can you do that's an in-between, like a compromise for yourself based on your own values and also your goals? And then the other thing I want you to start small in and or start by something that's going to be like feasible for you to... Just get behind is start with a form of life-giving movement. Start with something you enjoy, you know, a certain type of exercise that feels really comfortable to you, that, that you love, that really lights you up. Okay, the last one is to track and celebrate your progress. And I want to encourage you, even showing up is progress. So write a visible log to document how you're showing up for yourself and for the people around you in this. So you are so much more likely to succeed when you write things down. You're 42% more likely to achieve your goals simply by writing them down on a daily basis. Some tools that you can use that I've used in the past, it's just putting a visible tracker up on your fridge or in your journal or in a planner that you use every single day. It can be so helpful for motivation. So somewhere you can see it, somewhere you can check it off. And I know for me, which probably so many of you too, you get this like dopamine hit when you check something off a to-do list. Sometimes I'm like, I accomplish all these things and I want want to kind of get a status update on like where I am with all my tasks for the weekend or for the week or whatever and I kind of write them out and sometimes I like literally write the thing I just did just so I can check it off again I want to feel like I'm actually checking things off right and so that's it too then know that this is probably going to be a motivator for you also with fitness and you probably also are going to be like oh I don't want to lose my streak you know when you're doing well you're like you get that competitive spark again sometimes even if it's just with yourself and so even if you're not able to see instant results you still see progress and it's encouraging and you can celebrate it. So what's a celebration you want to do? Maybe when you are consistent for two weeks, reward yourself for the hard work in some way, something that matters to you, like take your kids out for ice cream or do something fun that's you know fun for all of you. All right. So those are my 10 tips for you. We covered a lot today. If this was a blessing to you, I encourage you to share it with a friend who you think either can hold you accountable who you want to hold you accountable. All right, I'm cheering you on and I'm here for you if I can support you in any way. I am available for one-on-one, one-off strategy sessions or mindset sessions. We can dive into any of these things. We can make a plan that's going to work for you and I can help hold you accountable in it and check in on you every once in a while based on how that conversation goes, the coaching call. So you can schedule that via the show notes below. And then if you're postpartum or you're preparing for postpartum and you're like, I need a plan to get back to where I want to be, to continue to build my fitness, to heal my body, to get more confident in my body and build more strength again, then my postpartum program would be an amazing option for you. So go check that out. It's a full 18 week training program and then I have additional and then I also have an online course that goes with that postpartum program that's very well rounded approach to the postpartum chapter that allows you to not only cultivate your physical health, but also focuses on your mental, emotional health, your motherhood experience as a whole, your return to work and your work-life balance. And so if that sounds like something that would benefit you, then go check out my program and you can learn more about it. And please don't hesitate to reach out if I can answer any questions for you. All right. So keep going, my friend, you're doing an amazing, amazing job. And remember, start small and just continue to build from there.